As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standing Room Only Podcast. Yes, I am uh, your host, Ben Standing. I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which means, I guess, if you take the famous quote uh literally i should be kissing my sister of course i'm an only child so that's impossible plus i've never understood why that's even remotely a good thing when you have a tie but whatever that's what we ended up with 2020 washington and new york i'm still here up in new york or new jersey i should say in the press box with our good friend matt paris from the washington times we're going to discuss various things that happen and where everything kind of leads or leaves Washington heading into the bye week. Uh, of course, before we get to Matt, Matt, say hi, though. Hello. As someone who has a sister, I would not kiss her if we were tied. So, you know, that that's not a uh, don't understand that analogy as well. I've never it's never made sense to me. Um, <laughs> um there's some things that made sense in this game and some that didn't. We'll do that in a second. Of course, you want to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ben Standick. He is at Matthew underscore Paris, P-A-R-A-S. Read him at the Washington Times. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic as well as this podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you do your podcasting. Um, Matt, the funniest thing about this game was not so much the game, but the end result. You deal with the tie... And I think we all have the same reaction. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're used to, oh, what a, what a comeback. I mean, they did have a comeback in the end in a sense with Taylor Heineke uh, driving them 90 yards uh, for the game-time touchdown. Great play by Jahan Dodson, who, who broke out of his slump to tie the game. But then neither team could score at the true end of regulation. They'll go to overtime. Nothing happens there. Giants missed a 58-yard field goal at the end. And so you could look at it and say, well, they didn't lose. On the other hand, they obviously didn't win either. And it, everybody from Rivera to the players, they were all just sort of like, I joked in my story that they were all, it's appropriate that they were all dazed and confused because this is the first tie between these two franchises since the game where Gus Farratt headbutt of the wall. So dazed and confused makes sense. But I, I don't know, have you figured out a couple hours later how to process this result? I think it's better for Washington than it is New York, at least in the sense that you know, I think the game a tie, was here. Yes, the, the game was here. I also think it was, it could be useful for both of them. I actually think it hurts Seattle the most. Now, technically, Seattle let past Washington 
in the standings today. But by the end of the year, that tie could actually come in very handy in use of tiebreakers. I think back to last year when the Pittsburgh Steelers, they made the playoffs at 9-7-1, and one, and there were three teams that were bunched together there at 9-8. and eight. So, you know, the, the, the Steelers got in to the playoffs partly because they tied, I think it was the Lions last year, and this is a... You know that this could work out for Washington, but you know that the inverse of that can be true too with uh, how 2016 played out for these guys. Right. I mean, the tie eliminates most of the head-to-head situations that they may run into later in the year. Which, by the way, uh, well, I don't know if we'll discuss today, but uh, you just told me that Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot, and San Francisco is now going to be down to their third quarterback. And I don't know how. I don't even know what's going on with that game or how that game went, but that's. Oh, San Francisco won. Okay, so that's going to be a game that Washington will have to deal with in, in, in a couple of weeks. And that's the thing. Like, you just never quite know how these things will play out. But what's interesting, of course, about the tie is the team they tied. Not just the team they tied. This is it's the team they're going to play again in two weeks, which is just hilarious that this is the way it's going out. It's like, you know, it, it's like somehow this is like a, one of these, like, soccer, like, match scenarios where, like, you play – a team and it's like an aggregate score if you can't go if you don't tie you know whatever um look at you mr world cup yeah you know everybody's got world cup on the brain so 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 that it's, it's almost hard to process other than the fact that they're going to play the giants again and they said of course they'll spend their downtime relaxing but also thinking about what went right but maybe more realistically what went wrong today and how to get better going forward. I think the most, just to go through some of the things that stood out about this, as you're trying to process, did, was it a good result? I, I think my biggest takeaway is, you know, again, with this trying to figure out what the result is, it's just another reminder that, and this is the question I asked Rivera post game, just like their margin for error is just incredibly slim. And it's been this way the whole time. It's just that they were the ones making the plays late. The Terry McLaurin catch towards the end of the Colts game. Deron Payne, obviously, last week um, with the tip pass leading to the Kendall Fuller interception. And, uh, you know, one thing we've been wondering is, you know, how would they do if they were trailing? They didn't trail by more than one score after, but they were up 10 zip early. Um, so they didn't have to come too far back. They did. But, like, it's just hard to see. Like, again, I don't want to be, like, negative because, again, they didn't lose. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's just a reminder that this is uh, – their style of play is very challenging. They're never going to get a ha- far ahead to really make games simple. And they just don't have a lot to really separate themselves from another team if, because they're just – their style of play. And I think today – Giants are similar, which is why we, I think, it's up in a tie. Right. I mean, the thing you haven't mentioned yet is Graham Gano's 58-yarder. I haven't seen a replay of it, but it looked close in real time. It was just short. And so, you know, that if that goes in a little bit more, then then you are talking about those missed opportunities, as Rivera likes to say. That, that is things like you even think about Tressway's punt, like, you know, it, it was a little short for his standards. It was 48 yards. That's still a pretty good punt. But where they were, it gave New York enough time to get into field goal position. Maybe if they were another yard or two closer, then Gano's kick would have been good. So they were flirting with disaster there right at the end. And that's kind of what this team always does is they always flirt with disaster. And they've been lucky enough to manage it so far. But it's, it's why I think... This season, Washington can still make the playoffs and still be, I don't know, a 
threat's too strong of a word. But, you know, you could see them potentially winning a playoff game because they know how to win close. But sustainable, long-term, I have my doubts just because of how they are pulling out these games. Well, I think that's the thing. If we're talking about the short-term only, we just mentioned it a second ago that Garoppolo broke his foot. I was already saying that it's not like there's a lot of teams in the NFC that are like, wow, look at, you know, can't, they can't beat them. I mean, Philadelphia might be the best team. That's the team Washington already beat. The Vikings second best. Washington almost beat them, and we go through that whole scenario. That's why, like, it's sort of like, on one hand, what they're doing, like, things they did today were what's been working. Brian Robinson was four yards shy of getting his second straight 100-yard game. They had 165 yards on 36 carries, 4.6 yards a carry. That's great. They dominated time of possession. 40, 41 minutes, 11 seconds. By the way, 41 minutes, 11 seconds time of possession, 411 yards, net yards. Kind of weird. You're, you're, yeah. Matt is Mr. Weird Coincidence Stat Guy, so I just <laughs> thought I would mention that. Um, and yet, that 41-11 is really misleading in the sense that they had one drive that went eight minutes, 12 plays, that didn't. It's not that it resulted in no points. They didn't even get past their own side of the field before they had to punt because there were some penalties in there by Logan Thomas that kind of botched things up. And then they had the next drive uh, went over six minutes, resulted in Joey Sly's one missed field goal. He made two. And that was sort of the the, the, the deal. Like they just, you know, they could move the ball, but like they just, it, it's, it's often a challenge to get some of these bigger plays. I mean, Dotson's game time touchdown was him, you know, hitting the video game. Uh, I don't know which button that is to the spin uh, button, the B, the B button. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, it was an unbelievable play by him and maybe they would have gotten in regardless at that point. But, and, and, and Heineke had made a huge fourth and fourth throw to Curtis Samuel right before that. So again, it's like, this is why it's hard to process this tie. There are some things that they did, especially get that, getting that touchdown that worked by the way, the defense, four sacks, on Daniel, uh, on Daniel Jones, Deron Payne had two of them, and yet yeah. Daniel Jones ran all over them as he's done in the past. And, um, you know, they, uh, you know, the, there were some moments where it was like, ooh, the, the, the things are going to fall apart. Um, Danny Johnson came in, and he, he they benched Christian Holmes, who, of course, is only in there because Benjamin St. Juice is still out. And I think we'll probably, I'll probably on the drive home from here, probably, you know, have my, I'll probably chase my own head uh, in a maze inside my own noggin because it's like, wait, was this good? Was it not good? Uh, that, that, that's kind of, and that's where I appreciate how they felt after the game. None of them seem to have a clue as how to possibly, you know, I will say, I wrote this my story. Um, I did have a player tell me he did not know. Oh, yeah. I, I think F.A. Obata was also a little bit surprised about um, coming off the field. He, he said when uh, Gano missed that kick he was wondering why everyone was kind of walking on the field and he was surprised because he didn't think it was over and yeah surprised it was over <laughs> yeah cam sims told me the same thing he didn't know that he thought somebody had to win we always get one or two of those after one of these games looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... mm, 
real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's move forward, though, because, again, they're going on a bye week. What 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 a weird feeling. You're on this hot streak, and you tie a game going into a bye week, and you're going to play the same team again. What a, what a, what a weird uh, what a, what a weird deal. What do you think is the biggest thing they need to be thinking about going forward, coming out of this? Not even so much the tie itself, but just where this team is. What, what, what should they be kind of thinking about? Yeah, short-term... For the defense, it's containing Jones again. They did a little bit better of a job today. You know, his longest run was just 21 yards, just uh, just 21 yards instead of 48 and 46 like the two prior years. Um, they were able to force a fumble, so they were a little bit better in containing him, even though the 71 yards still hurts. I think long-term, kind of maybe the, the takeaway from this game, or maybe even the encouraging aspect is, you know, Heineke did throw for 275 yards today. They did get Dotson back on the map. Uh, ben, the question I have is, Ooh. what happened to the tight ends in this offense? You know, Logan Thomas had, a, I thought, a really rough day. They were taking him out on third downs. You know, that that in the red zone, too, that's the down you think that Logan Thomas is supposed to be that X factor on in. And John Bates has had a really quiet year. Cole Turner hasn't looked really the same ever since training camp that injury with hamstring he's been slow to catch up to speed so i mean is this team really missing armani rogers that badly like where where are the kind of the tight ends of this offense well and it's funny right because when they brought in carson wentz immediately oh the tight ends are probably going to be a bigger deal because of his uh, history of throwing to that position i, I think it's probably a combination of one logan thomas still doesn't quite look right, right. two he he could have had a touchdown today. Heineke missed him on the first drive. Uh, he was open, and, uh, you know, that was the thing. And, you know, they started – what did they start this year with? Two rookie rece- two rookie tight ends and John Bates is a second-year player. I just I just don't think they have enough at that position right now. And, you know, again, realistically, you can't have everything, and they do have all these receivers. And 
you know, McLaurin today, 8 for 105. Samuel, 6 for 63. Dotson, 5 for 54. So if you got those guys rolling, you can, you know, you can even lean in more to maybe Bates' blocking and have that be the central yeah. thing for the for the position. But it's something for sure they're going to have to work on going forward. And I mentioned Bates' blocking uh, injuries today. Uh, Sam Cosby started at right guard because Trey Turner was out. Then he gets hurt with an ankle injury, doesn't come back. Tyler Larson, he leaves the game. Uh, did we? Did they say what the injury was? He, no, but he was on he, crutches. Yeah. Yeah, he was carted off. Was on crutches. That doesn't look great. Nick Martin came in for him. I think that's a potentially huge deal because, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to some others to have broken down all the, the the center tape, but they've been more stable since he's come in. And he was, of course, the original backup to Chase Rouillet. He was out himself with an Achilles injury. So we'll see what goes on with that. Um, and Montez Sweat was being evaluated for a concussion. We saw him post game in the locker room. He was there. He didn't. He chose to not speak with us. So I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, we'll hopefully get a better sense from Rivera before everybody goes away for their bye week. Though something tells me we may not get an official answer until uh, everybody comes back in week fifth, uh, week week fifteen. Um, what else to say? Oh, uh, so uh, Heineke had the when Rivera was talking about kind of what bothered him the most. He mentioned that Heineke. Uh, fumbled the ball, opening possession of the third quarter, gets hit, fumbles, Giants recover there at the Washington 20, Barkley scores a 13-yard touchdown soon afterwards, and they were kind of trailing from that point on, and fortunately for them, the defense stepped up, they had Giants had scored on four consecutive possessions, and then, New, and then Washington shut them out the rest of the way, I mean, huge for that, um, because, you know, it looked like Giants might start rolling away, but of course the Giants are like Washington. They only can go so far with any, with any of this stuff. That That's what makes, I, I feel like we've seen the same game now multiple weeks in a row. Last week at Atlanta, a very similar situation. Uh, Washington unfortunately wins that one. This one here, then we get the Giants next week. I, I don't even know when we're going to, and what, what, if, say, if Garoppolo's out, what, who, what's the next real quarterback that seems to face? Deshaun Watson? Uh, well, I mean, he seemed pretty rusty today based on my Twitter feed. So, um, it is, yeah, it's that, I mean, that's how they got hot in 2020, right? I mean, they took advantage of the quarterbacks that they were dealt and they dealt with some regression in 2021, but you know, you've got to play the, the hand that you're dealt. And so if you're facing Brock, uh, Prudy on <laughs> Prudy, Prudy, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what happened to Nate Sudfeld? Wow, that is a very off <laughs> topic. Yeah, I thing, can't. But... I, I'll look. I can't remember. He's on a different team. I knew he wasn't on San Fran, and they traded yeah. Nick Mullins at some point. Who? Right. Not. He was one of those quarterbacks watching face. He's not good, but he's sort of a maybe a poor man's Heineke. Like he at least has played. I, I don't know too much about Mr. Purdy's um, <laughs> bio, bio um, at, at 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 this point. Um, but you know, look again. Danny Johnson, I thought had a good game late. For them, I'm, I, I get grief as being sort of the Danny Johnson guy, whatever. But like you know, I, and look, I, I, I like Danny Johnson. I think their cornerback. They've been fortunate that two weeks in a row they've played a team with quarterbacks who are not the best passers. Even though Daniel Jones today, what, what, he what, how many had he completed in a row, not counting a spike? Was it like I don't remember the number, but he went until 145 left in the game without an incompletion, which is just insane. Yeah. Other than he had, he had one spike, and then other than that, yeah, pretty nuts. Um, so there are things to clean up. I guess my biggest question will be: does the does the bye week combined with a tie slow any kind of momentum, or is this sort of the best of both worlds? They feel like they lost to a degree, but didn't, and thus 
they don't feel as high and mighty perhaps about themselves if they were seven and had, were seven and one in their last eight games going into a bye. Maybe that bitter taste is there enough to, you know, spur them on in some weird way. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think after the bye too. I mean, if Benjamin St. Juice comes back from that ankle injury, that should be a boost. We haven't even talked about Chase Young, who, I mean, who knows? Maybe his 12 to 16 plays makes a difference uh, on one of the plays in terms of the game. You know, they, they do have some talent there. I mean, the questions you, you talked about the O-line, I think I'm curious to see is, you know, they have options on the, the offensive line. They might not be the most encouraging in the world, but they could do what they did early in the season and kick Schweitzer back to center, put City Charles at guard, assuming Larson and Cosme are both out. You could keep Nick Martin there. Just that they have some options. They're not the sexiest in the world, but I think they can get by there enough. And... Uh, I think the thing you saw a little bit today, too, is Heineke seemed to extend the pocket a little bit more, seemed to take off on occasion. If he can get back to that, I think that should help uh, alleviate some of those concerns on the offensive line as well. Yeah, at some point, his running is, is going to be out there, a, a bigger question for them. I think Daniel Jones today ran for more yards than Heineke has this season, which is bizarre. In any event, uh, also bizarre is both of us have to drive home, so yeah. I'm going to let you get out of here. Any final thought from you about anything, uh, the game, how you're feeling, your emotional state after <laughs> after a tie? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, I, I really could use the, the clicks to on my article to cheer me up after that tough one. Uh, they, they, that, that, that's go to my Twitter page and read my article, I guess. They, they, <laughs> there you go. Uh, same, same on this end. And, look, we'll have plenty more to discuss here this week. Uh, you know, at some point, hopefully, we'll take some time off. But uh, I'll have more podcasts and articles up on The Athletic. Um, that is it for now. Thanks to everyone for listening and checking out the podcast and the, and the website. What a world. Tie game. Until next time, see ya.